Hi, and welcome to another episode of Mississippi Ghost and Cryptids podcast. And tonight we have another special guest, a former investigator of ours from our former group. Um, we have Martha. Say Hello. Hi. <laughs> hi. Hi, Martha. Hi, Martha. Oh, I'm Terry, by the way. It's Bobby. In case you didn't understand our I'm sexy Chris. voices. Well, except for that one. You don't like my voice. So, Martha. one nine hundred Paranormal. Mm, okay. <laughs> press, press two for cryptid. Three for UFO. <laughs> and for that ghostly touch. I just get Pete and Zero. Phantom. Get out of this. You want the, you want the real live operator. <laughs> he wants that out-of-body experience. I want a refund. <laughs> So, Martha, like we do with almost everybody we've talked to so far, what got you interested in paranormal? Um, let's see. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to take you way back. All right. So, I was probably about, God, little bitty, maybe four or five years old, the first time I ever had an experience that I can remember, actually. So, in my house in Ocean Springs, which my brother lives in now, currently. Am I too far from this? I'm okay. Um my bedroom was across from my parents' room, and then we had, like, a hallway, Come right? on up. Oh, closer? Okay. There you go. I'm very much closer to you now. Thank yeah. you. Okay. <laughs> I like it like that. <laughs> I like it like... Okay, I'm, I'm going to go off on a rant. Okay. So, anyway, I would be laying in my bed, and then, I, you know, down the hallway, I could see, like, a black figure. No face, no clothes or anything like that. It was just, like, a figure, almost like a shadow figure, but it was solid. There was no... You couldn't see through it or anything like that, and it would walk down the hallway really, really slow. It would, like, turn its head towards me, and then it would walk back down the hallway, like, just pace back and forth, just real slow, real slow. So what I would do, um, and this happened every night. It wasn't like it just happened once. It happened every single night or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, And as it would walk back down the hallway away from my room, I would jump up and go get my mom and dad's bed. And back then, you know, we were broke as a joke. So my mom and dad had two twin beds, and they were pushed together or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I would wedge myself in between the two (laughs) twin beds Mm -hmm. like this. Yeah, And I would usually fall asleep, and then my dad would put me back in the bed in the morning, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what started it. But <clears throat> one night, um, I got up, did the whole the whole situation, ran, got in the bed, whatever, laid down in the middle. You know, I went and, you know, crept in there, whatever. This time, the figure didn't stay in the hallway. This time, the figure walked into my mom and dad's room, stood at this, like, literally at the end of the bed, and it was facing me, and it reached down, and it touched my toes. I felt a static electricity, Mm-mm. and, like, I went I went to sleep immediately. Of course, I woke up in my own bed because my dad had put me in my own bed, right. but I remember that vividly mm-hmm. even now, you know what I mean? So that's kind of what How got me started. How in the world do you go it. to sleep after that? Well, I mean, it just, like, made me go to sleep, I guess. I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, you know, when you're a kid, you know, you, you got your mom and dad. They're, they're your safe havens, mm-hmm. you know. Right. My mom and dad back then were not small people. Sorry, Mom. Um, <laughs> they were not smaller people. So, you know, I felt very secure. I would be between my mom and my dad. And right. I would wedge myself up in there with blankets <laughs> and stuff. And I felt like, you know, everybody yeah. knows yeah. that, you know, going to parents' bedroom stuff can't get you if you have blankets on your feet. Right. It's, it's literally exactly. impossible. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that is literally your, yeah. So it's yeah, like it, my little it, cloak. Right. And once you put the covers over your head, it's gone, right? It's over. 
it's over. And so you get your feet tickled. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> literally. Literally. <laughs> but yeah, that's the first thing that got me into it, you know, and it just progressed from there as I got older. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not even just, you know, the figure or whatever. Um, but like different things, you know, having dreams that were very vivid, remembering stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, or or actually not even like psych like or anything like that, but just well, I'll just give you an example. So and you guys might, I'm pretty sure, you know, we've been friends for long enough. I, you probably know about this already, but the general public doesn't know anything. They will now. <clears throat> Don't tell anybody. Okay. So, um, basically. <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> right? So, let me think. Okay, so when I was nine years old, it was on November 30th, 1984. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> God, you're old. <laughs> You guys can't see me, but I'm throwing him the bird right now, and it's the southern one, too. And I'm used to it, so. <laughs> right. So, we had gone to see my grandmother, um, and she was in the hospital. She had had a heart attack, and this is the night before that or whatever. So, she she was in the hospital. She had uh, she had a heart attack. She was recovering. We thought she was fine. You know, I was a little kid, so, I mean, I thought mm-hmm. she was going to be fine. Right. I remember giving her a card that I made for her. She's like, oh, it's such a nice little card. And then she opens it up. And, of course, you know, I was raised by my mom, who worked all the time. And then I have three older brothers and a dad. So, my little, my sense of humor was very kind of, like, boyish. Like, that's changed a whole lot. But it was. Yeah. Um, and so, you, my little poem was, remember the tree, remember the trunk, remember the night we all got drunk. And she was like, oh, my God. But anyway. Yeah. Um, fast forward to the next. We go home, whatever, go to bed, whatever. And that night, I had a dream about her. And she was coming out of a church. And she was <clears throat> holding on to some, like, pipe railing or whatever coming down the stairs. And I kept thinking, why is she... Why is she in that church? Why is she at the church or the St. Alphonsus in Ocean Springs? Why she, we weren't Catholic. We were Episcopalian. We went to Church Redeemer in Biloxi. And I'm like, why is she coming out of that? Like, I never understood why, why she was coming out of a Catholic church. As I remember the pipe railing, right? You know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, the next morning, um, we wake up. I tell my mom about the dream. Because you know, she came down the, the pipe railing. She said goodbye to me. She was wearing a baby blue suit. She had a little bit of ruffles on her shirt. And she had a gold cross with a little... Um, red gym in the middle of it or whatever she said goodbye to me i woke up i told my mom about it the next morning you know what my dream was and within 10 minutes the phone rang and they said she had passed away right so we're gonna fast forward i still always could never figure out why she was coming out of saint alphonsus right Mm -hmm. because i only been to that church like one time at that point you know so anyway um fast forward a good 20 years okay always wondered about it but didn't think too much about it well i had gone back to the church um, for a wedding. I think it was a wedding. Yeah, it was definitely a wedding. It wasn't a funeral. I don't remember being sad, but I mean, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But anyway, I was walking down the hallway, and they had pictures up on the wall of the Church of Redeemer prior to Hurricane Camille. So whenever Camille came down, you know, it, sep- it knocked down the church and left the bell tower there or mm-hmm. whatever. And so right. when they built the church back, they built it further back right. so that it would be protected from the waters in case they had another hurricane, right? Well, this was a picture of the church prior to Camille, which happened in, what, 1965 or something? Nine. 1969. So I was born in 75, so I would have never seen this church, you mm-hmm. know, in its glory or whatever. I'm looking at the pictures, and that's when the church was attached to the bell tower. It wasn't the St. Alphonsus that she was coming out of. It was the bell tower that she was bell coming tower, out which of. Which actually had a, uh, one of the world's oldest organs. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Like a pipe organ. 
That's yeah. cool though. Yeah. yeah. And so like I, it hit me literally like a ton of bricks. I was like, wow. holy shit, that is like the church that she was coming out of. Like, right. and I would have never known that, you know what I mean? Cause I right. was a kid. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that was another thing. I mean, I could sit here go all day long telling you about mm-hmm. ghost stories that you know we've <laughs> experienced, you know, but, but yeah, that's, that's another one, especially when I was real young. So I was, I became super interested in it at mm-hmm. that point. <clears throat> and when I was younger, it's like, um, you know, the veil was thinner for me, whatever. And then as I grew older and became, you know, had life stressors and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. got married and had kids and, you know, it, it all kind of disappeared and I didn't really experience a ton of stuff, you mm-hmm. know, well, and then you met Sometimes us. I did. Yeah. Well, I mean, even there was little, yeah. little bits and pieces of things that happened, but mm-hmm. nothing that was a constant significance. Right. It wasn't know. like yeah. an every day or every other week kind of scenario. Right. It wasn't like that anymore, whereas before it was every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's what got me interested in the paranormal, for sure. So tell us a little about, about who Martha is. Who's Martha? Oh, here we go. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. Got two kids. Well, they're not kids. They're 25 and 20. Mm-hmm. Um, both are in college. My oldest one's in graduate school for um, library sciences. And then the youngest one just started nursing school today, actually. Oh, nice. congratulations. So, yeah. Wow. Good job, Mom. And so now I have, what What do you call it? Empty nest syndrome? Mm-hmm. And I feel bad for my husband because I'm wanting to redo everything <laughs> in the house and... <laughs> Yeah. Get the flooring project going yeah. on. Yeah. So we, too, will have two twin beds pushed together <laughs> pretty soon, honestly. Oh, they, they don't have to be pushed together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're actually right about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You just like go, tonight? No? Okay. It's cool with me. He's in Virginia Beach. I'm in Los Angeles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can love him from a distance. <laughs> exactly. What do you think the internet's for? <laughs> But yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm a nurse. I've been a nurse for, gosh, 13 years now, mm-hmm. whatever. And I've gone back to school to start studying with um, my nurse prac, mental okay. health nurse practitioner. So. All right. So um, through, through your paranormal um, investigations, because, you know, yours with another group, and then y'all started MGC Paranormal. Mm-hmm. So with that, what would you say would have been your favorite investigation? Hmm, my favorite one. On the clock. On the clock? What do you yeah. mean? I mean, like, I'm not outside of, <laughs> oh. we're not showing up to random houses. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think probably in the very beginning, you know, whenever we went and did Beauvoir, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, there, you know, it was storming outside, and there was just a lot of energy in the air. We had a mm-hmm. lot of interaction at that time, and you could literally cut the air with, you know, you felt like you could cut it with a knife. It was so thick. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, that that first night was crazy because we just had a static storm come out of nowhere, blowing tents over. We were rushing. Yeah. I mean, we we took forever to set up, but picking stuff up, getting it out of the weather, mm-hmm. it was done within like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. You should have seen everybody. There's no questions asked. It was like pulling down the tents and everything and just storing it we were ready to go right teamwork makes the dream work (laughs) but it was nice though because we were there for a purpose and and i feel like we served our purpose honestly Mm -hmm. like we we got there it was raining it was storming it just felt right for an investigation Mm -hmm. and you know you have mother nature all around you you were literally using all five of your senses constantly you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and I, i don't know i really enjoyed that investigation i really enjoyed going to beauvoir or right. Beauvoir. I don't know how to say it, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. right. We'll all enjoy um, yeah, we had, yeah, we had several personal experiences, not to mention what we caught 
as evidence mm-hmm. the first night, and then we went back for a second night, and it was just as intense. Yeah. Well, yeah, the second night was fun, too. I enjoyed that, too. I'm trying to think of what's another one that we did that I really enjoyed. I mean, I enjoyed so many of them, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, I had a blast. I, I'm i going to interject. I think when we went up to Kentucky for Bigfoot. I loved that, too. <laughs> uh, lucky to be back alive. But that was that was a he different well. Uh, <laughs> he did. He did. You yeah. loved it. You didn't love our farts, but you loved it. That was the man sandwich no. between two. Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Why not have you ever heard of cocktail weenies and one rap- guy, two <laughs> girls? <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh, on an adventure. Yeah, it was a different realm for us because we didn't really concentrate on that Bigfoot at that time. Mm-hmm. We've been out to a couple like, hey, cool. There's supposedly be Bigfoot here, and yeah. we thought we knew what we were doing until we well, get. I've, I've never to have claimed to know what I was doing at any point <laughs> with anything even ghost hunting so terry so how do you hook the dvr up again um terry how do you did i i thought i wrote it down somewhere did, can you tell me how to hook the dvr again yeah wait what what is that it's a melt what yeah. start pushing buttons it's like can i just uh, have the one that's that lights up a lot can i just have much. that one yeah. uh why don't you go help bobby oh, another I'll one i really enjoyed was that building in gulfport um it was one of those city buildings. Right, right, right. It was the old. Uh, was that? It was a, a headquarters office for a different group. Oh, was that the um, uh, the fuckballs incident? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, it that was. That was a great. That, place. that yeah. was a yeah. great place. That's that's There's really a lot of history in that building. A lot of history, mm-hmm. a lot of <clears throat> questions answered mm-hmm. from what we could deem mm-hmm. via our authentication. Authentication process. It's time for me to take my happy pills. My bad. And we will not pause that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I think that was the most you and I got excited because we actually had answers. It's like, you know, do this and do this. And it was happening and it was caught on film. And it was like, wow. Yeah, the flashlight and dowsing rods. And yeah. I yeah, can't remember what was it that happened that that I was like oh, the fuckball thing. Like wh- you were asking for confirmation, basically. From what I remember, you were asking, you know, can you cross the dowsing rods and turn the flashlight on for yes? Uh-huh. And the the dowsing rods went crossed for yes, and the flashlight came on. You were like, oh, well, yeah, I remember saying it. it, it I know, just don't remember. Yeah. I was going to say you said it a couple times that night actually because. Then um, it was like a little kitchen area, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the laser lights or something was over yeah. there. And they turned off, and then the flashlight turned on because we had it on top of the microwave, and we were okay, six or eight. We were six or yeah. eight feet away. Weren't there multiple flashlights? Yeah, Weren't there like three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was, it was pretty, um, yeah. It was a football and, kind of night. Well, it was. <laughs> show was. <Yeah. laughs> and it, it turned into one of those instances where I think only you and I were getting answers. Right. Yeah. I'll say. Yeah, every room we went into, we got we answers, got, you yeah. know what I mean? But, you know, I'm just going to throw this out there, you guys. Um, we might have to put spacesuits on, but we really should do the Horseshoe Lounge. <laughs> you know what? I'm actually okay with that. I'm, I'm serious. Like, legit. I was going to say, there was been a there. lot of history and a lot of uh, underground I'm sure there was stuff a lot of some crazy that, stuff that, in that's there. Okay, in that's that area. Yes, that's the... Um, uh, the uh, 
Gillich ran it, but um, the it was Mitch's, Dixie Mafia, Mafia ran it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, whips and chains aside, I think it'd be really right. great for a and, paranormal. And then the other yeah. side was um, El Morocco. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I remember El Morocco. It went down in uh, went Katrina. Down. Yeah, didn't it? Well, no. Was it Katrina? No, no, no. It's still there. It's the other side of the building. Is that the part that's in the back? Kind no, of. It's, the, it's literally on the other side oh. where Biloxi Bar and the um. That place. That place. Okay, yeah. It was like 10 different things. After. Yeah. Huh. We should totally try to do that place. I wonder if they would let us. Uh, is it a condemned building or something like that? I, I don't know. Nobody out there better not get there first. I'm just saying that out loud right now. <laughs> well, even if they did, I mean, we could still go behind strippers. them. I mean, it, we, that's one thing that we've learned. Oh, by the is, way, that is a strip club for all of you who don't know. Oh, yeah. It's, this it's is, like this a... Is, a <laughs> this is a... a <laughs> gosh. This I is mean, a, this is this was the last uh, strip club in Biloxi, and then it yeah. closed. I guess due to COVID, it was sort of open, I, but they sort really of, weren't. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah and, and like, there's a reason why the so place we should wear a spacesuit in <laughs> the, there. The, the place is absolutely disgusting. Yeah, and now, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so would you ever say that you've been on? <clears throat> pardon me, a little froggy there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like a um, Would you say that uh, you've had uh, like something that like really scared you on an investigation that that made you like think twice about going back out on another investigation? I think Terry knows the answer to that. Apparently, he's over there laughing. Do tell, Terry. <laughs> well, I don't know if there's a paranormal experience, but you're freaking freaking out of a camel. Oh, shit. Okay, let me just set this up for you guys. Okay, back to Beauvoir. So this is the second or third time we had gone out there, you know what I mean? So Beauvoir used to have, you know, uh, camels and sheep and... They were brought in for a manger scene for Christmas one year, and the animals just never left. Right, and they would, like, you know, Beauvoir has has issues with money because, you know, they're, you know, what is it, a not-for-profit or... Y'all know I don't know like these that. answers. Well, they're, they're they're based on state funding and donations. Yeah, so yeah. historical so, location, but so it's when also money dries up. Yeah. Easy, yeah. yeah. So basically, these animals were out there, and they would you know eat the grass, and that would really help them out a lot, actually. And they would move them from one section to another section to another section. You know what I mean? And then of course the people would come in, and they would see the animals and pet the animals. Blah blah blah. Okay. Now we were out there. It was like our third investigation. I don't know which one it was, but anyway, so we're out there in the cemetery, and in the cemetery, by the, the way, animals running around. Yes. At about 1am, the mm-hmm. animals are out there. They're all chillaxing, hanging out around the gravesides, chilling on the ground. All of them are sitting down. One of them was, I was like, damn, that's a big ass sheep over there. <laughs> right. And we're like walking up and I'm like, bad, bad. I want to play with the sheep. Blah. And then the sheep stood up. It was a damn camel. It turned around and it started to chase us. And myself and another one of the members of the group, he, he's running with me. And this is like a biker dude, man. Like he's like, you know, not scared of anything. So we went, he and I were, I, when I tell y'all we were running, I knew this camel was about to eat my face off. I just knew it. This camel kept screwing with that horse. Too. Oh my God. Like, that yeah, was, this horse was totally chills, like laying down because yep. it's late, you know, hanging there's, out. There's no like, there's no manger or barn for these animals they just like ran free yeah in the right. cemetery right well night. it was one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it was, yeah it was like 
through the grounds, but they all kind of huddled in that one area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the, so. so the horse is like what you're saying, sitting mm-hmm. on the ground, having a cigarette, has a beer in his hand. He's chilling. He's kind of watching things, what's going on at the Coliseum. He's a little excited, you know, because there's bright lights and shit over there. So we're watching this camel. The camel goes and stands on the top of the horse and straddles the horse and is rocking back and forth trying to get the horse to stand up. He's rubbing his junk all over him, really. He was just like like rocking with his legs and touching the horse, and it was yeah. like like get up and let's play. There's people over there. And the, you hor- know? the horse is obviously like leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. it was a trip. Yeah, those animals were trippy. But yeah, that I yeah. But as far as actually being scared, scared like mm-hmm. paranormally scared. Oh, the well, in my house after we did my house, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. We sparked things up in my home because remember I kept the K two right. right and what else the K two and the dowsing rods, mm-hmm. but um. So I'm laying in my bed and, you know, I'm like, you know, I put the little K2 next to my head or whatever and I'm laying in the bed. Okay, so my father, just a little bit of history here, my father passed away in 2013. My mom's brother, I can't remember when he passed away, it was several years prior to that, you know what I mean? And then my uncle had passed away even more recent than my father. So my dad was 13, my uncle was 14. You know, so we've had several men kind of lurking around the house. I say lurking, but you know what I mean. Right. We call that a home invasion. That's exactly what it was, you know. Um, but and there's been many times where I've seen like a b- very broad man, you know, standing in the hallway with a suit on, you know. And my dad was kind of short and stumpy, and my uncle was short, and so. But my other uncle, my mom's brother, was tall, and he had br- very broad shoulders. He worked on a farm, you know. He had, he was a very outside kind of guy or whatever. So um, I'm very confident that that's who I've seen standing in the hallway, and I've seen him multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was laying in the bed after after all of everybody left or whatever, and you know how whenever you're laying in the bed and you got your sheets that are covering your feet, right? And you know your pet, your animal, cat, whatever, they come walk across the sheet and it pushes the sheet down in between your feet, and you feel that on your toes, right? right? Yeah. I'm thinking, you know, I don't like anything touching me when I sleep, and I'm like, oh my god, Charlie, just move! And so I, I sat up, and Charlie was on the other side of the bed, sound asleep, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I'm like, okay. Okay, that was weird. So then I turned, and I was wide awake. It wasn't like I was sleeping or in right. between or anything. I was, I was literally wide awake. I rolled over on my right side, and I'm like, kind of like in that praying position, but my hands are up underneath yeah. my head like this or whatever. <clears throat> and I've got the K2 literally sitting on the pillow right there, and it's you know on green. It's not lit up or anything like that. And um, I'm sitting there. And I'm almost asleep, and I felt, well, when I was little, my mom and dad used to rub their fingers through my hair, and it used to make me Mm -hmm. sleepy, and I would go to sleep. Well, I'm not kidding you. I felt that on the side of my head. You know what I mean? And I knew it was my dad. Like, I know it was, right? right? And I felt that, and I was like, and I opened my eyes, and the K2 was lit up to the orange. Like, it was literally, and it stayed up there. It was pinging, you know what I mean? And I was like, huh. (laughs) fuck this i got up turned on every light in the house and stayed awake in the living room until the sun came out i was like damn it dad yeah but but yeah that's when it you know i was i was thoroughly creeped out after that actually Mm -hmm. you know so when you first was starting um to get into the paranormal field and and get with a group to investigate what answers were you were you hoping to find or what what was your expectations of getting with a paranormal group um i i kind of like just i'm an adrenaline junkie and so that's one of the things that, that kind of pushes me or whatever. I just enjoy it. I like mm-hmm. being around other people, too, who are like-minded, you know, mm-hmm. who don't kind of think that I'm weird for, you know, 
I, I talking about it. I you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, it's just I, that validation, I guess, not even really so much with ghosts. I know they exist. Mm-hmm. I know there's a spiritual realm. That I, I have no doubt. Uh, Terry, I'm about to throw something. Yeah. Mm. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, that I get, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But I just kind of needed other people around me that and it was on my bucket list too you know what i mean right. like i'm gonna join a paranormal group one day you know right. what i mean so i did so when you think so being a part of a paranormal group was there certain answers or expectations that you thought of joining a group that would get answered or that that didn't get answered Mm-mm. i mean so i you, you, so you met all your you met all your little goals, i mean i just all your i like to investigate you mm-hmm. know which like i have adhd so actually investigating get allows me to put my hands on you know what i'm saying right um, the hard part for me with investigating was like going over the footage or stuff like that because I can't sit still long enough to do that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like right. I, I legit, my mind is going 90 to nothing mm-hmm. all the time. You know what I mean? So, right. but the actual investigating part, I, I, man, I really love that, you know? Mm-hmm. Is there anything during the investigations that you learned as far as like, I finally learned I am EMS sensitive, mm-hmm. you know, is there anything, can you like foreshadow, foresee stuff? Sense things that don't possibly wear, come true. Don't wear white shirts. Don't wear white. That and is definitely one <laughs> of make them. Make sure you wear underwear. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Actually, cameras. I learned an incredible amount, honestly, as far as, you know, the paranormal realm goes and as far as the equipment. And so I didn't know anything about any equipment. And the first group that I was in um, prior to MGC Paranormal, um, I, I didn't learn anything, honestly. You know, I was kind of, there were so many people in that group that I couldn't mm-hmm. move, you know, like, I was just basically a worker bee. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We would get there, they would say, you know, this is where we're going to investigate, wouldn't tell us any history or anything like that. And then we were done, we didn't get to go over footage, I didn't learn how to do that, I didn't learn anything about the equipment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then we never had any absolution for it. We didn't know what happened, what kind of, you know, anything we got. And, I right. mean, it was just really frustrating. So whenever MGCP formed or whatever, you know, coming into that group, you know, there was only like, what, eight, eight people, I think, eight of us total, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And so once that, that was, we were able to move around and actually be hands on with a lot of different stuff. But I learned a lot about, you know, when I, when I first started, I was sensitive, but I really didn't know how to um, recognize it. Right. And then once I started to kind of get the hang of it, you know, and we had some traumatic things happen in the family where I just took, took a whole different turn with it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's when my like eyes really opened mm-hmm. and became super sensitive. I started being able to like, to predict things like when I was younger, that kind of thing. Right. And it's sort of like incredibly opened up. Okay. You know what I mean? Good. You know? Good, good. So. so do you feel like that that's, is helping you in your life today or do you feel like it's, Hindering or or I think it's helping. Honestly, I do. I think it's helping. It's brought me a different. Um, it's given me a more calm heart. Mm-hmm. I guess you know what I'm saying to understand things better and to tell us about your background, <clears throat> like occupation wise, and how that's helped you as a member of of that group of the one I was in previ- just previously. Yeah. Oh, um, well, I'm a nurse, so I'm a psychiatric nurse. So sometimes you know I wonder where the <clears throat> where the line is between you know psychiatric illness and uh the paranormal is and i think it's a very fine line you know what i mean Mm -hmm. sometimes i do wonder okay is this person what he's telling me or she's telling me you know because it's very real to your patient you know what i mean And, and it's very valid to them and so sometimes i wonder like okay well you know what i've experienced things in the past i'm thinking wait is it 
which way does it go? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, it, I'm, I'm able to recognize sometimes, you know, whenever, I mean, I'm not a doctor or anything like that. So I can't, I don't diagnose anybody or anything. Mm-hmm. But when you go into a home and you have somebody like super hyper religious or something like that, I do kind of wonder and, and try to figure out what's going on with them or, or mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, I'm not a professional by any means. I mean, Right. I'm a psych nurse, you know, doctor tells us what to do, we do it type of thing, you know what I mean? Right, so. just like me working in child care, you, <laughs> but, you, you learn to see signs and symbols of yeah. certain things in children, so you might be like, okay, that one's going to be a little ADHD, or that one might be, mm-hmm. that one's going to have this, you know, that one's going to need speech, this one's going to need yeah. this, you know, and not that we're a doctor by any means, but right. just for the years of experience and seeing the children coming through, you start to recognize Sometimes certain signs. Sometimes you don't have to be a doctor to know going on mm. yeah well and, and then in the paranormal field some of the some of the symptoms that we get from clients could possibly lead to the same thing that you're seeing in a psych it's like i've got people talking to me well that's true it could be a paranormal occurrence that people are talking to you not, not necessarily a, a psychotic co- episode right. you know mm-hmm. or i got people touching me mm-hmm. so yeah it's just oh, one of those and it's yeah i mean yeah, I feel in a way I feel sorry for you because you live both worlds, so it could be either or. But it, it honestly, um, knowing and feeling the way I do about the paranormal, and knowing and feeling about the way the way I feel about my patients, it allows me to have a greater respect for them sure. and what they're seeing and they're feeling. Sure. You know, and the validity of what's happening to them because it is real. Right. You know what right. I mean? Right. They're, they're, what they're experiencing is real to them. To them. You know what I mean? Right. And it's there's just. I've never experienced that, so I don't, you know. But I, but on the, at the same time, I'm like, eh, where's that line at, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, stay on the line. We're gonna stay right there. Okay. We're, <laughs> we're gonna finish up here with our episode one, and we're gonna be coming back with episode two. More on Martha. <laughs> Are we sure we want that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening tonight, folks. Uh, um, please check us out on our Facebook page, MGCP Podcast. Is that what it is? <laughs> no, it's not. It's <clears throat> it is. It's MGC Podcast on Facebook. Yeah, but it's not MGCP Podcast. No, no, it's just MGC Podcast. It's so sad. I mean, yeah. I want to say the other words. We've only done, we've only done, you know, so many few episodes and say it every single time. So, and I still screw it up. But it's okay, Bobby. Are we still on it? Yeah. Yeah, Ready? All right. Oh, wait. Are we starting number two yet? No, we're saying good night. Okay. Good night. Good night.